Okay, you got a topic in mind you want to use? Not really. Okay, let's start with this. Okay, so, Kayla, how'd you feel playing a wizard? I liked it. I liked being really, really intelligent. I loved it. Really? I, I'm kind of not a fan of the wizard. I guess it's just the difference in play styles that I, yeah. I think I enjoy combat more than you did. Yeah, I like the finer things in D&D. The finer things the in finer life. The finer things in D&D. That sounds pretentious as hell. I am pretentious. Uh, I can tell. So are we going to talk about uh-huh. the fact that we're doing this? Sure. Yeah. So, podcasting. Am I right? Blasting, am I right? Uh, no. This is why having more than two microphones would be nice, because then people would be able to hear you. Uh, no. No one need to hear what he just <laughs> said. It was a true. terrible joke. Very true. Terrible. Yeah. I don't know. I've been watching a lot of Arcane Lounge and, uh... A lot of Arcane Lounge and... Dump stat. And I was like, what? You know what would be cool? If I did that, if I just seal their format and make my own thing. And so here we are, sitting on a couch. So I trust you looked at copyright laws with that? Nope. Here's what my thing is. I said, hey, are we going to talk about the fact of what you're doing right now? You said, yeah, and then talked about something else. Oh, do you mean the terrasque? Yes. I thought you meant this. No. Okay, yeah, so... Uh, the Fool's Gold campaign, or Kickstarter. Yeah, not the campaign. Yeah, I mean, no, it was a campaign Kickstarter. Well, yeah, it was a campaign. Because I bought the campaign w- with it. Uh, the Fool's Gold had a Kickstarter. They released this, di- basically a dire terrasque. It looked awesome. It was like $120. And I was like, that's too much money. The STL file, which is the like thing used to 3D print, was only forty dollars, and so I was like, "Bet I'll just How buy that." How much did you spend on filament? <laughs> Me personally? Yeah. <laughs> Probably sixty dollars. Alright, how much did Cody spend? More than that. I spent way more than that. So ultimately, it would have been cheaper to buy the actual. Well, this is fun. It's a process. We're sitting here sandpapering now. So yeah, fun. yeah. Uh, Got us together. And but I do like what I what I like having about the STL files that I can I can print one whenever mm-hmm. I can I can have more. Yeah, you can just print one. Okay, ignoring the fact that it takes us seven days per piece, I can print one whenever. So we recently we printed all the pieces. Finally, it took a while, but uh, we have a club rush coming up for uh, gaming club. Do you have to explain like yeah. what club rush is? Club rush, yeah. So we're we're gonna go around and look at all the different clubs that are offered in our school, and we can join them and stuff. And so, so we, uh, yeah, our school hosts it, and then during lunch on like the, one of the first days of the school year, everyone can go during their lunch period and look at them. Um, but we're not really gonna be going around because we're gonna be manning booths. Yeah, I am gonna try to like get a time when both booths are manned by someone to go look around. You intend to join more clubs? I'll, I'm going to look. I want to join Interact, even though you didn't do anything. Oh, I wasn't really in it. Oh, yeah. Interact just made me be in the picture. Oh, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I do want to participate more in Interact this year. Yeah. I want to interact with Interact this year. <laughs> Whoa. That was better than Cody's. That was, yeah. Uh, and so um, I thought you know it would be a really cool set piece, this giant dire Tarrasque, which um. What do you mean dire Tarrasque? It's. Do you not know? What, so do you know what a dire wolf is? It's a big wolf. It's a big wolf. Yeah. But this isn't even to scale. This is a miniature Tarrasque. Have you seen my other miniature Tarrasque? Yeah, I have, actually. Um, It's kind of disappointing. It's really cool. It's very big for something 3D printing. Oh, yeah. It's really cool. The other Tarrasque, I I think it's really cool. This one is like, the head is as big as that one. Yeah, um, speaking of that, actually, I actually found like a really uh, good uh, Tarrasque uh, print that you can do on... uh, What's that website? What's that website called? Thingiverse? Yes. Thingiverse. Um, I think it's better than your old one, but it is still significantly smaller than this. So I think that's like a good uh, like alternative if we don't feel like printing this much again. Do you think they can do yeah. the sandpaper? It's very small noise. Like, I, I see the audio going up a little bit, but I don't think they can hear it very well. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's that? Don't break it. I'll just need a okay. I might make a Twitter account for this YouTube channel. I think that would be cool. And then I could show the draft when it's finally done. We're going to paint it eventually, but it costs a lot of money and time. So what we're going to do for now is just... uh prime it with white primer, so it's all the same color, because we used multiple different colors of filament. There's transparent over there, there's red, here's some black, and there's purple. There's also gray. Go ahead. Yeah. It doesn't look it. It looks white. Uh, that's because my other printer was not as good as my new one. This is white. What else did you use? No, that was transparent. But it's, like, thick, so it's white. Oh. Yeah. It would have been cool if it actually turned out transparent. Yeah. The tail part, and when I had that failed ta- tail print, it was part, it was transparent. You could see. Did you throw it away? No, I still have it actually. Oh, good. You know, I haven't seen the little Aryan figurine since I painted it. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we can bring that up. I don't know where to see it. Yeah. Cody, oh if you don't know what happened, I did the glue base, and I, I made the, like, base of the mini. Like, yeah. I covered it in a big glob of goo, glue. Oh, yeah. Austin didn't like it, but I think it looks really cool. Well, that's fun, yeah. I think it's cool. I just don't think I do it on my minis. Also, Cody, do you... What if I just hold the mic towards you until I have something to say? That that sounds like better. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's not, that sounds good, man. <laughs> okay, cool. It is indeed cool. Yeah, I figured it'd be easier, because, like, you keep going to say something, and I'm like, well... Huh. Yeah, yeah, a lot of what I've said hasn't been uh, picked up, like all the righteous puns. No. We're lucky for that. No, you're not. It's a gift from We God. heard it. We heard it, Austin. You are lucky for that. Wow, that's that's using second person right there. That's rare treat. Shut Y'all up. Y'all are lucky. Y'all are lucky, Randy. That's still second person.
Imagine not being an AP seminar. Neither of us are. Ni- neither me nor Cody are. You fool. Screw that shit. The rest, everyone else that you're friends with is in it. If it didn't take two blocks, I'd do it, but it does. I have Lang. AP Lang is superior. Oh, I have dual enrollment English composition, too. That sounds incredibly boring. Sorry. I have dual enrollment English composition, It's the same one. thing as AP Lang. Oh, really? Dual enrollment English composition? Pretty much. No, I prefer my class of 14 people. It's so small. It's My class will probably be smaller, right, Austin? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, I will know. I don't know a single person I have my period with, so. Ooh, that sucks. N- not that I remember, at least. I might have it with someone. But I don't have it with Jackson or Sam. And then I obviously don't have it with you. I don't have it with Cody, because Cody's not taking it. I don't think I have it with Sarah. I don't know if I have it with Zach. Yeah, I. I'm only taking one this year. It's nice. One to one. One to one. No, uh, English one. Not English. I'm not taking English two. Well, I'm taking AP seminar and then AP seminar AB and then dual normal English and composition. I think my total number of dual normal tests. I'm taking more than one. Yeah, I'm taking three. Three. So much. Three DEs and three APs. I'm taking one this semester, two next. I scratched the toe. No, no. Wait, I'm. I think I'm actually. T- no, I'm taking two next. Do you want me to work on it? AP yeah, seminar. All right. I'll let you hold the mic. It's just. It's getting hard to like find places to start removing stuff. There's not really good entry points because the place that you would think you can get leverage, it's you can't get it up from there. It's really annoying. And then the other place that you're like, oh, yeah, I can totally get in from there. It um, is attached in a weird place, and so you don't want to break it. Yeah. Okay. Topic segue. Some people here think that I ruined their games of D&D with my uh, power building of Here's sorts. Here's the thing. Okay. It's not just me. I'm just the only one that actually complains about it to you. Okay. Uh, it's not. Like, here's the thing. I, I want to be able to participate in combat, and I basically have to sacrifice most of participating in what we do in our campaign, which is mainly combat, like when it comes to like participatory stuff. So I have to sacrifice being able to enjoy most of the campaign just so I can do my thing that I enjoy doing, which yeah. is high intelligence. I, I'm going to work better next campaign to make, I'm going to like straight up ask everyone, what do you want to do this campaign? It will get done at some point. Um, and it, that way I can like help balance that better. There's still going to be a decent amount of combat because I think that's cool and fun. Of course. Not, not like I, I do much, enjoy but. combat. I just did not enjoy combat at all because by the time I would get, there was like the big, the big, one of the big fights we did. And then I got two hits. I don't know if it's skeleton. I have no, oh, it might have been. I did not get a single hit in because I got two chances to make a hit before the guy died. And then, well, no, I got one chance, and the first time it failed. Yeah, yeah. That and was by, the, by the time the second round started. It was disintegrate. It was with the bubble. It was disintegrate. It was disintegrate. Yeah, it was not. Remember to move the microphone to yourself? I did it. I moved the microphone. For frame of reference, 
I played a paladin, which if you are unfamiliar with D&D, means I did way too much damage and made everybody else feel bad. Which is not what I meant to do. I just thought it'd be cool. And then I realized that it was broken. Which is hard not to take advantage of. Especially when all you have to think about is well, power building. Well, you're power building. It's not just that you played a paladin. like. Well, you see, here's the thing. I didn't necessarily power build him. Because if I had, I would have taken fighter first. And then I would have taken paladin. But, um... I did, at each instance, I was asked to make a choice. I made what I considered to be the best possible choice, which resulted in the character being stronger because I focused on optimization instead of, uh, story? Flavor? That kind of thing. Because... Flavor. Yeah. yeah flavor. Uh, because, in my eyes, the character was purely focused on attacking, and so it didn't make sense to take, like, a lot of flavor stuff. Yeah. But hey, I'll try not to do it again. But they're really cool and strong, so that might not happen. What class are you going to play this time? In, uh, your running of Tomb of Horrors, or...? No. Oh. The campaign. Oh, so next campaign. I'm thinking, if no one else wants to play Artificer, Artificer, however you want to say it, I'm probably going to play Warforged Artificer because it has a really interesting armor interaction with that subclass. Uh, because Warforged have to like weld armor onto themselves, and so it gives you the way to. Uh, basically play Warforged that modifies themselves throughout the game, which is really interesting, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, that sounds cool. Um, I... All I know is that this is going... I did a level 1 through 20 campaign in a little over a year. It was very rough, especially since most of our sessions were one hour long. Uh, this one's not going to be that. I chose a lower challenge rating monster. This time it's not Orcus. Challenge rating like 26 or something. That fight was easy, though. You had more challenge with the Draco Lich. I'm upset about that. But yeah, I should have I should have improved at what he did, and I didn't. We took away his stick, and he couldn't do shit. Yeah, in the actual stab block, if you take away his wand, he's pretty much powerless. Unfortunately. Which is hilarious, but also the fact that a player was able to, like, wrestle Orcus to get his wand away from him is kind of hilarious. Yeah. Uh. I. Can't say what the next big bad's gonna be. But it's gonna be cool. Hopefully. Kaylin, uh, going back to how we were saying that you were upset that you didn't get to contribute in combat as much, I totally get that, but I'm also going to go out on a limb and say, wizards aren't the best in combat to begin with. No, that's fair, but I wasn't the only one. Because, yeah. sure, I only got one round to, like, there was actually had a chance to cast a spell or make a fight, but so did every other player. And we barely get to contribute when our hits... It's not just me, Cody. But, like... Damage. Every other person also got the same number of turns I did. The point is to kill the monster. 
No, I get that, but like your your character focuses on uh, like you ultra power build attack, and then that's it. Like you're not able to contribute to anything else the the few times where there exactly. are other things. Because your characters literally just focus on one thing, which is fine. But like I, it's hard to balance a wizard to be able to be good at strength or anything. But like I'm saying, it's not just because I'm a wizard. Other people had the same problem I did. Well, yeah, but I'm saying that in general, I'm just mentioning that wizards aren't great in combat because it's something that really annoys me. Because they should be. They should be so much better in combat. For example, like sorcerers, they get their abilities that like allow them to buff their spells. But wizards don't really get that. Instead, they get effects that like buff specific schools of spells and allow them to learn more. Which is cool, but after a while it gets really old and you feel like you can't do much. Which is like one of the reasons I I personally really dislike wizards and prefer yeah. other casters. Yeah, I agree. You did take away combat from, like, everyone, I will say that, uh, but Wizard, I do have a problem with, because I, I'm pretty sure there was an Unearthed Arcana Wizard, where it was, like, your whole thing was altering spells, which I think Wizard should be able to do, it never got published, though, but there was, like, um, there's one time where if you could cast a random spell, you'd, like, roll a d20, and do, and you'd do a chart, I think that was cool, I think you could also, like, change the spell damage type, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, I think if that actually got published and was balanced, that would be an awesome class for Wizard. I think it kind of fits the whole thing of being the, like, magic practitioners and studying and knowing how to shape them and stuff. Mm -hmm. Look, I'm going to be honest. I regret not letting everybody else do combat. But there's not much I could have done about it except just not attack, which kind of just feels worse. No, when creating your character. Well, yeah, but I'm going to be completely honest with you. For After I created my base character, I didn't have to do, like, anything to get him where he was. Like, basically, I just I grabbed an extra sword and we were good to go. You could have grappled enemies. Why? Gives everyone else advantage to hit them, and you have a really high strength and athletics mod, so it would be really easy for you to grapple and keep that grapple. The problem and so you would have helped everyone else do stuff other than just you. I'm having a problem where I can only get, like, one side. Yeah, that's really annoying. It's okay. I think it's probably fine. It looks, like, damn perfect from over here. It's not. Definitely not. I w I'm going to take this opportunity to talk about um, power building. And some cool builds, because I want to. And I think it's a fairly interesting topic, even if you don't play them. Um, so, first off, we're going to just talk about Paladins. Because playing a Paladin alone is honestly just really good. No matter, like, what you do with it. Um, because, for those of you who do not know, Paladins at second level get an ability that allows them to deal a massive amount of extra damage with, like, every attack they do. They make which is also why you would typically use fighter um, to get some extra attacks, and so you could deal, like, hundreds of damage in a single turn. Um, DMs will hate you, so will, your, so will your fellow players, but the monster won't hate you because it'll be dead. And that's about all I can say Bad. about that one. Um, there's also, um, if you're going to play a caster, 
the sad thing is, if you're going to play a caster and you want a power build, you pretty much always have to default to one build. You have to go um, a warlock mixed with a sorcerer, because wizards don't, they're not great in, like, combat. And they're, like, utility casters, so they focus on spells that, like, they don't even, like, buff people as much. It's, like, spells that can unlock a treasure chest and things like that. Which is cool, but boring, in my opinion. Now, some people like it, though. It's going to be better, because I'm going to put dungeons in this next campaign. Or at least a dungeon in this next campaign. Not multiple, because we only have so much time. Dungeon! Yeah. Power building, once you get into it, it's kind of hard to get out of it because you realize that you can do a whole lot. And for me at least, it's hard to not do that. Because when you aren't doing the most possible, it kind of feels like you're not contributing after you've been doing as much as you had been. Which is, it's not a great feeling, but like, I don't know, I guess it's kind of necessary. power build no one else does, no one's contributing but you. But if you power build, everybody else contribute literally everywhere else, too. I you know what this is, like, similar to? It's like when KW took all of our money and then most of the people in our campaign were extremely upset about it because she wouldn't give it back. Yeah. She, she was taking all that power for herself, and that's exactly what you did. Yeah, but I had nothing... I'm going to be honest, I wasn't upset about that because I had nothing to buy. That's why I said most people. Um, a couple people weren't that bothered by it. Um, but I see where you're coming from. But also, literally anyone else could have built like that if they wanted to. It's not quite No, same. here's what I'm saying. I'm saying if I want... If I want a character that's good with intelligence, I physically cannot. Yeah, you can. No. Okay, well, I think you're looking at power building different than I am. If I power build... That means that you can do whatever you want without having to worry as much about where I power build. So it can let you focus on intelligence more if you want to, without having to worry about combat just straight up killing you. But I want to be able to contribute to combat. Well, and I can't. You can't just do everything. No, I don't want to be able to do anything. I want to be able to contribute at least a tiny bit to damage. People want to be really good at a specific thing, but still be able to help with everything else. They like to do... They like to be a master of something and then kind of do a little bit of everything else versus just doing one thing and that's it. Because and, it and gets kind of boring at a point. And here's the thing. Because I'm here, you keep focusing like on me, me, me. But other people also weren't able to contribute as much as I did. Well, yeah, I'm not like, talking about other people because I can't have did. a conversation with them. So it's not uh, – it doesn't matter to me as much because I can't actually like try and resolve the problem with them. I'm talking to you about it because I want to make sure, like, we understand where each other are coming from. You feel me? Yeah. But I still disagree with you. Like, for example, I am playing Descent into Avernus with someone, and I'm the only player. But I play a... So the DM's playing an NPC... Or a PC, I guess. Yeah. And I play a Inquisitive Rogue. He's really intelligent. He used to be. He's a detective, 
I think that's really fun. I like the flavor. Uh, I still like to be able to contribute with other things, like combat, and other than just intelligence and investigation and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. If I want to have... I want to be the group's strong point when it comes to, like, intelligence. Which but, you were. Yes. And, but KW also had high intelligence. Eh, not as high. Well, yeah, KW, well, here's the thing. KW ended up switching up her kind of strategy because she wanted to focus on intelligence and learning languages and getting really high history checks. But when she realized that my character was better at that, then she kind of stayed on that, but then switched gears when it came to feet. One of the main things that was causing people to be upset, along with my power building, if I, I don't see why. Well, I guess I kind of see why. I guess I don't agree with it as much. But, um, yeah, well, I think one of the main things that people also didn't like is that we were playing in such a large group, it was hard for anyone to specialize in something because everybody else had, like, might have been specializing in that too. So it was hard to have, like, a unique skill that no one else had. Like, that's why we're doing a session zero this time. Makes sense. So I have a question. Why aren't we gluing this together? The body's a little scuffed, uh, and Cody said he's going to reprint it. So in the next one, the next one's supposed to look better. Because I was just saying, it, this would look so much better if you were able to glue, like, put glue here yeah. in the cracks. Yeah, the... Um, I the body like messed up a bunch of the spikes, and so I feel like really bad. I don't think I can do it any better than this. And no one's yeah, gonna this notice is this. No one's gonna notice the scuff spikes. Not unless they actually come up and take a closer look at it, and it really won't matter, honestly. The, this is for club rush, but it's also for me personally. So because because Cody's willing to reprint another one, which is very nice of him. I don't want to glue it together because then I couldn't take it apart and put the better body on later. Just build another one, duh. And uh, then give this old one to Cody. So much money. So much money. Money. So the gist of this conversation is talk with people before you power build or something. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Because here's the thing, Cody. You're, you're, you can make your character be the best one with, like, attacking in the group and not render us useless in battle. Well, yes, but I think the difference between you and me is you're okay with being the best in the group. I want to be the best possible. And that led me to do, like, It's not take that I'm okay with being best in the group. I tried to power build, like, my intelligence, like, well, yeah. as much as possible because nobody else seemed to really care that much about it. But, like, when we are, like, actively, when I, the entire time, was actively, like, hey, I'm very upset that I don't get to contribute to combat, and then nothing changes, that's upsetting for me. Well, like, look, I'm going to be completely honest with you. If I have the opportunity to deal more damage, I'm probably going to take it. So it would be better if I just got a class that didn't deal as much damage. So when I did end up, deal, like, optimizing for damage, it was to the point where it was the best it could be with that class, but um, it didn't take away from everyone else, which, honestly, it kind of annoys me, because I think the one that does that is Monk, and you end up averaging, like, a really, like, low damage numbers, like, at 20th level, because of the way it is, and it's super upsetting. There's no way we get past level 15 at this campaign. 
Yeah, but okay. What See, if we start? What if you start us at like level five? I've been thinking about three, but I'm also thinking about maybe not doing that because we have a new player who's never played. Level one start. I'm thinking level one, and then like by session two you'll be level two. Maybe, maybe something like that. I mean, yeah, I don't think we should stay level one for more than one because you, you're level gonna one have to hyper focus on Ren at session one or session zero. I can help out too, despite yeah. the fact that you don't like the way I build. I it does mean that I have a pretty decent knowledge of the game. Like, Ren doesn't even know what part of D&D they're more interested in or what they want to be good at. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll probably describe the three pillars, combat, um, exploration, and roleplay, see what sounds more interesting, uh, and go based off of that. Yeah, that sounds good. You know, I thought of an idea. Um, I think we should start doing, like, one-off dungeons. Like, where the goal is that you can power build as much as you want. That way I can get my fix from that. And so I I don't power build for everything else. The Tomb of Horrors. Exactly. I'm hyped. Yeah, me too. It's going to be awful. <laughs> I'm going to die. I've done all I can do, and it's not that great. But the the best part is right here. So, um, And then it kind of it gets worse around. But well, that's not actually going to look like that. Um, but I think it's decent. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, Fish that was sexy as fuck. Thank you. Still working on taking the supports off this. It might take a little while longer. Yeah. I need to go home. Oh, yeah. I mean, not right now. Austin, uh, you want to switch out? I can do some work on the supports. (sighs) Sure. Do you see what I've been doing? Uh, pretty much. Alright, I think that's probably the best idea, but we'll see. So, now here's a con- here's a conversation piece. Uh, sex and D&D. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Do you roll performance or athletics? Possibly acrobatics. It. I think it depends on the character. We did performance and... What were the two we would always decide between? I think it was just... Okay, to seduce, we would do either performance, perception, or deception. No, we would do persuasion. Yeah, that's what I meant. Persuasion or deception. or Deception. We we never did deception once. We always did persuasion. Deception was never done, but it was left as an option for the more weird... Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't have liked that one more, but... And then we always chose... Uh, performance to do for sex. Yeah. There yeah. was this one group who I saw did like a dexterity saving throw, a constitution saving throw, and a charisma saving throw, and I think that's really funny. Yeah, that that's kind of hilarious. Um, you got you got to get all those rolls. Now, how how do you feel about the lucky feet, Austin? Burning hell. <laughs> but it's okay. Anytime you take Lucky, you're immediately power building. And I love it, but I also hate it at the same time, because it takes away from creative liberty. What if I ban Lucky next campaign? How would that make you feel? Honestly, I think I would be disappointed I couldn't take it, 
Um, but I also think I would be glad because it would be one option I didn't have to worry about taking. Because any opportunity I have to take Lucky, my brain won't let me not take it because it's too good. It's just, it's absolutely insane. It's like the best feat in the game. Would you care if I banned Lucky next campaign, Kalen? Would you mind if what? I banned Lucky next campaign. It's a feat. It, if you, three times a day, it lets you re-roll one of your rolls just because. Why would you ban it? Because it's broken. Is it? Cody, Cody used it last campaign. That's helped him get really strong. That helped him in like a getting like a thirty something persuasion check. It helps it with consistency mostly, which is. I think that should be allowed because you okay. could use that for things besides strength, and I don't think we should take that away from other people. That's true. Okay. Plus, the skill feat was kind of broken for if you wanted to focus on a specific skill, like I did with history, because I wanted to know everything. Halfling and lucky is one of my favorite combos. That's gross. Technically, only humans are supposed to take the skilled feat, but I don't really care about racial feat. Well, I was half human. So. True. No. No. You were half elf, half dragonborn. Yes, I was. I was. I don't really care about racial feats. Um, what I was thinking about doing one campaign is making it so everyone starts out with a racial feat, and I was like, that's a... Do it. it. Do it. It's a little strong. Do it. The other thing is, some races don't have racial feats as well. Dragon spear. Dragon spear. Flavorful. What? It, um, I believe it's an ability that Dragonborn can take, like the feat. Um, and it's just, it's really fun and good. And I, I don't know that it's good, actually. It's fun, and I think it's cool. Uh, Austin, cut this out if I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm not going to research this. I'm just going to leave it in. I don't know. I, I will. I will. Okay. So, I I personally think that for session zero, we should have, like, um, a quick discussion about what everybody is comfortable and uncomfortable with. Um, like, for example, uh, like, whether or not you can do descriptions of sex scenes, or if you should just be, like, fade to black. I did that last campaign. Uh, I forgot to send it out. So, we had, like, three people join mid-campaign. And I forgot, I, I had this, like, uh, it was a Google questionnaire. What are those called? A sheet. No. Form. Form. I had a Google form that asks what you're comfortable with, like, spiders, even. Like, it gets pretty specific, and, like, NPC death and stuff like that. Uh, and, like, homophobia, racism, generic things as well, I think. Uh, I'm going to do that again. I think that NPC death is one of the best things in D&D. I agree. I was very tempted to kill Penelope, but it never happened. Yo, uh -huh. if you had killed my character's daughter, I would have power built even harder. Wait, I thought you did. Well, I technically did, but I brought her back to life. Uh, pussy DM move. Honestly, a pussy DM move. But I, okay, I needed... I need So I needed the party to hate this other organization, and... I needed the organization to be able to get something the party had, so they had a bargaining chip. They killed her, teleported away, because that was the easiest way to kidnap her, was just murder and teleportation, because you can only teleport a willing creature. Yeah. Unless you use the wish spell, which I hate, personally. The wish spell's dumb. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wish is iconic. You can't just say that, man. Yeah, I can. Uh, it makes 
everything you do with Wish, uh, like, invalidated because you didn't work for it at all. Okay. But hear me out. You can just screw over players for no reason with it. You can just be like, yo, um, you can use Wish, so so can my bad guy. The only time I used Wish was for stupid things, and I will continue to only use Wish for stupid things, because I think that's the only good use. Is like, I want to teleport to the sun so I can pee on it. <laughs> Other than that, I don't like Wish. Yeah, that's wonderful. I love that. And I think as long as my players have that understanding of, you can use Wish, but unless it's something goofy, it's going to have consequences. Oh, yeah. We should probably um, talk about how uh, my character got trapped in the Feywild, like halfway through the campaign. Switched to a different character, and that was that was fun. So, there's this Fey goddess, or I guess Arc Fey, from like th third edition. I put her in this campaign because I was like, eh, so why not? Uh, she is known to basically kidnap high charisma mortals for, and it doesn't say why. And I was just like, oh, probably sex. Because she's all she's like the goddess of nymphs and stuff, and and so, Kaylin's character had died, through something kind of stupid. It was alcohol poisoning, basically. Dude, shut up. Cody gave me alcohol, and I did not know I was going to die. Yeah. So the bartender had kept been warning Cody a lot, like, "Hey, this is strong stuff. You might die." But no, you didn't. Never directly said you might die. Apparently, I I didn't. you guys were heavily implying it. That's what. You, you told me at the time that, oh, I kept giving you hints. I kept heavily implying it. I practically said it. And I genuinely did not pick that up. Yeah, that too. Also, but uh, Cody's character didn't say anything about that to our, uh, uh, Kaylin's character. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And so Cody was like, hey, you want a drink? And so Kaylin was like, yeah, yeah. And just died. Failed too many con saves. Um... It was kind of sad, and I was like, well, there's nothing you can really do about this. And she failed the death saves. There's nothing that can really be done about this, unfortunately. So what Cody ended up doing is, is they found this Fae, or Arkfae, and he was like, hey, could you bring Kaylin's character back to life if I did something for you? And she was like, basically, like, be my sex slave, and yes, because... That's something she is known to do, and Cody was fine with this. Yeah. Cody gave up his character to bring Alan's character back. It was very, it was good. You're an amazing it, friend. It was, it was a good character moment, I will say. I'm very fond of it. It was a very good character moment. And so, he was trapped in the Feywild, and then he made a new character, so I'm not just going to make kick him out of the campaign. I think that's really stupid, unless it's a one-shot. I will say, um... I power-built, like, the literal shit out of the new guy, to the point where he was better in, like, every way possible. So, yeah, I kind of, I kind of got a little spiteful, you know? Yeah, sounds like it. Um, so I, I let him get a new character, and he travels around with them for a little bit, and they meet this eccentric wizard named Henry Gizgak, who had... Three leaders, three genie leaders in his basement. Uh, and by leaders, I, li I mean that. The only reason he didn't have the... So, you know the, the city of Brass? Yeah, yeah. So the city of Brass uh, is ruled by that one guy, the Afri, that you found in the Iron Flask in the Baron's place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the other three wizards, or the other three were uh, leaders of Big City and their respective planes. And he was just like, yeah, I guess I can. And they cleaned his house for him. And so Henry Gizgak was like, alright, who wants a wish? You guys can get one wish for that. Thank you. And, um, I just, and Cody was like, can we just get my character back? That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I like him better. And I was like, totally. Let's do it. And so they wish for his character back. And his new character switches places with him. And eventually he becomes king of the Feywild. So it's very lucky that no one went back to the Feywild after that. <laughs> or else they probably would have died. Yeah, they would have super died. Also, it should be mentioned, the party knew this guy for less than a week. They knew him? For, like, two days. And in those two days, like, 150-something years passed in the Feywild, which was... I don't know why. It was 157. I like this idea of the Feywild. If you stay... Well, no, this isn't a DMG. Uh, and I really liked it. If you stay in the Feywild for more than an hour, then you... There's a chance it's time travel, or time is really slow or time is really fast. And so I'd roll in a D100 to see the result. And we rolled, and it was like 157 years, and I was like, okay, I'm going to say you're not, he was a changeling, so he would have died of old age. But I'm going to say, because this fae, or this art fae likes you, I'll let you not be dead. I'll be like, oh, they gave you like a fae blessing. It was dope. Shit was dope. Yeah, that was fun. I was having a phase, so I, I during in the middle of this campaign, so I was like, you get trapped in the Feywild for a moment, and then I had another, and I was like, well, since we've been to the Feywild, let's go to the opposite of that. Let's go to the Shadowfell. Yeah, it was a really stark contrast. Uh, Goldtap had had a daughter in that time, and so his daughter went, like, immediately from being, like, in her home, in, like, the Feywild, going to the Mortal Plane, which is already a shock. And then immediately dropping into the shadow fell. It was, it was, it was not good. Yeah, it was pretty immediate. And then after the shadow fell, they like went to one of the PCs' old homes, which had been taken over by like two of the PCs' mortal enemies. Uh, so they murdered him. That was cool. Something I've learned for next campaign: area of effect, minions, and phases. Yeah. Uh, area of effect is really good. I will say, um, if you actually want to, like, damage the party, don't hit the tank first. Well, that's kind of the point of the tank. Well, yeah. But the thing is, um, the tank has some abilities that make you do that, but it doesn't, like, use them all the time. So, a lot of the time it just makes more sense to not hit the tank. And also, don't use one big monster if you're trying to TPK. Use several tiny ones. I never try to TPK. I think that's dumb. I think it's a very DM versus player mindset that I don't subscribe to. Uh, I like to see the players accomplish their goals. It's fun. I like to challenge them along the way, is what I like. Uh, and sometimes it's done better than others. Like, one time they fought a Bone Lord, and it was dead in a round and a half. Uh, and then another time they fought an Ancient Green Draco Lich, and they almost died. They would have died if I had rolled a 5 or a 6 to refresh its breath weapon. The Draco list was a really good fight. Um, it had me on edge at the very least, which I think is saying something since I was uh, the main one doing damage. Uh, which, power building, it's what happened. Yeah. 
I remember uh, there, there were two fights that were particularly good. Draco Lich and another uh, PC's like Mortal Enemies, the Baron. Those were two really good fights because I set them up. The, the Draco Lich had area of effect, breath weapon, which helped. And then the Baron had like three minions that all were pretty strong in their own right. All were pretty strong in their own right. And, the, yeah, the reason I say those three, yeah, the cicadas are really wow. loud. The reason I say those three specific tips, area of effect, minions, and phases, is because I had a party of eight last year, and this year I'm going to have a party of at least six. Yeah, I wasn't actually there for the Baron fight, so I do have one question. We established... <laughs> <laughs> there was this, like, car or train lift. Okay, yeah, that's it.